Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Signal 50 Podcast. This is our 100th episode. Thank you so much for your support to help the show grow as much as it has. Just a couple of lifelong friends discussing the current events of the day and just generally enjoying each other's company. We're glad you're along for the ride. Thank you so, so much. Amazing, isn't it? 100 shows. Wow, it's really great to be with you. And thanks to the audience and thanks to my good friend, uh, Alpha. I'm Bravo. And, uh, you know, oh, wow. I'll tell you how, how great it is to see you and see everyone else when they yes. e- email us and stuff like that. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everybody out there for your support. Anyhow, we've had a, a you know busy, busy, busy schedule lately. Lots of stuff going on uh, personal-wise, career-wise, generally-wise. So we haven't been really up to date on the, on the programs. There's an awful lot of stuff going on, as we all, all can see. And, and everywhere you look, it's just a another opportunity to smack the side of your head and just shake your head and say, what in the world is happening? It's, it's just, it's a lot to deal with, right? Bravo. It's, it's too much at times, but you know, like we get into the quick hits. Why? Because we don't want you to forget about what they did because we need you to keep shaking your head and saying, Oh my goodness. Because when November 8th comes around, you all my you, myself, everyone need to get out and vote, 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 but only vote once. Just vote once. (laughs) We're not Democrats. (laughs) So anyhow, everybody, without any uh, further delay, we're going to get on with the program. We do our section of quick hits here. Uh, Things that aren't being talked about in the news that you might have otherwise overlooked or things that we want to bring to your attention uh, that are happening out there. We're going to sprinkle some of that in through the show, too, uh, because there's there's so much going on with the Miralago thing, and there's just a lot uh, that's not really being paid attention to. So why don't you take it from the top there, Bravo. Why don't you go on with the first one? We'll talk about that one first. Sure. Let's uh, bring to everyone's attention that the Democrats, uh, led by uh, Joe Brandon there, I mean Biden, sorry, uh, continue to uh, drive the country over the cliff, right over, uh, by now employing the United States Postal Service to carry their their ballots, and they did it by making a brand new department of the United States Postal Service dedicated to handling you know, the increased ba- uh, ballot uh, demand. Uh, remember how mm. Zuckerberg? Remember this from Two Thousand Mules, uh, and also rigged, rigged really concentrated on. Uh, Facebook's involvement in the elections and influence and and deliberate uh, manipulation of the election by getting votes out only from Democrats. Remember that, Alpha? They only got the Democrats out. Zuckerberg spent lots of money to the blue parts of the state. Now, he did did spend money in in the Republican areas, but proportionally speaking, he spent almost four to one favoring the Democrats. Well, sure. Joe Biden then says, yeah, he said... Not only are we going to have the United States Postal Service work on getting these ballots out, you know, the mail-in ballots, but also uh, this is their attempt to federalize the election. 
which of course is a bad idea because many of the states have pushed out or pushed away the Facebook uh, Zuckerberg bucks, they call them. So, you know, look, with with everything that's going on, you know, you, you see how badly everything is going uh, for the Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's one controversy after the next for, for them, uh, politically, personally, etc. I, on the surface, you know, there's a, there's a very consequential election coming up in November. Obviously we all know that. Mm-hmm. And Trump cleaned house with his endorsed candidates. 99% <laughs> win success rate. rate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got his primary candidates in there at a 99% rate. I think that's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't see overt signs of worry or panic in the Democrats. That's correct. They seem to be campaigning from the basement, don't they? Yeah, they don't really seem to be as maybe as aggressive as one might think, which leads me to get a little bit worried about you know what what's about to happen again. Shenanigans again? Yeah, possibly shenanigans, but then again, you can see some of the things that they're doing and you can see there there are some total acts of desperation. Yeah. Like this uh, tuition assistance, yeah, assistance ordeal. This this debt forgiveness uh, for certain people. Um, certain. We'll talk about that a little yeah. bit more later. But yeah, I think that's and, and I think that's just a, a complete. That's a hail mary. Yeah. So here's here's the here's the if you follow the model that Carrie Lake did and and the rest of the ticket in Arizona, and everyone voted the day of. They didn't mail things in to get lost or to get diverted or to get lost. And there was evidence to show ballots got thrown out, found on the side of the road, buried under grass, you know, all kinds of stuff. But if everyone gets out and votes, everyone does their role, votes once, but get out and vote and bring 10 of your friends with you. You know, as Tim Pool says, stop for pizza. But before you stop, you go to the pizza shop, go to the, the polls and, uh, and, and uh, vote, and vote, you know, make sure your friends are uh, registered for that little pizza party you're going to have on election night. So it's the only way we're going to beat it, everyone, because uh, the Gateway <laughs> Pundits article, uh, we have it in the show notes. Check it out. goes into detail yeah. about this United States Postal Service uh, handling of these, uh, these increased mail-in ballots, which many of the states are saying no, no thanks. So I think, and drop boxes are enough as it is, by the way. Well, look, I don't think we can take anything for granted, right? I, I, I think that, you know, no matter how bad things look for the Biden administration, it 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 absolutely, you have to vote like your freedom depends on it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't think we can take anything for granted. And I certainly don't see people being too terribly affected that are that are on the left hand side of the aisle, right? Uh, they just don't either. They don't want to see it, or they don't see it at all, or they don't care. And it, it's just crazy. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think they're arrogant. I think that they feel that they all they need to do is mention President Trump's name, and everyone goes bonkers, and yeah, they got it in know. the bag. You know. Well, and I think that the the Democrats have vastly underestimated their hold on the minority community as well. I, I think that the 
I think the black vote is definitely going to be in play for Republicans in this time around. We need to capture that vote. Hispanics, too. And Hispanic. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'm tired of being labeled as a racist because I'm a conservative. Yeah. We're, any, we're anything but. And it's just, I think people are starting to realize it. I, I, I really do think that people are starting to mm-hmm. realize it. I think, I think that I agree with you in that aspect. I think that people are waking up. Because how many times are you going to be called a, a racist, an istophobic, phobophobe? It's terrible. It's and just awful. Just I hate it. Sticks and stones, buddy. Uh, you prove that I've yeah, done it, well, and I don't care what you say, you know. But yeah, that's that's another thing. But you know, uh, one of the things I spent my uh, last weekend doing was watching the uh, special <laughs> that. Uh, the Mike the Mike Lindell marathon the Mike Lindell telethon yeah <laughs> or wait it's Jeez. not a telethon it's a it's a um, it's a uh, what do you uh, it's a webinar thon I guess whatever yes but anyway the, un- the unending Mike Lindell watchathon right but you know I I was watching it because I wanted to see what the evidence he had and the other states came up and and ta- and spoke about things that they had. Now, here's something interesting, Alfie, that you'll find in, in amazing here in New York. The group that works in New York brought forth the evidence that shows that the voter rolls have six layers of names that they can draw from, which may be one of the reasons why candidates are on the Democratic side are not really getting out there and, and campaigning like their life's dependent on it. They found the, the codes to break through, they had a they had a hacker or someone that was able to figure out how to get into the hidden layers of the other names that they can draw from to get the Democrats over the finish line. And they went to the state police uh, in this uh, organization that uh, you can watch on the on the Frank Speech stuff, and you know they were on um, the MG show also talking about this. But they went to the state police, and the state police gave it to the FBI. Now. I don't oh, know what well, you're... We all know where that's going to go. That's right. It's going into the circular file. So, And I think we all know where the state police investigation is going to go, too. Right, because they Nowhere. they said that we that's above, you know, there's too many, blah, blah, blah. Well, the sheriffs are the ones you go to. You go to your local sheriff, and that's, that's right. where you get help, because they actually can do their own investigations and panel their own grand juries, and they don't really need the AGs at all. So uh, something to think about. Uh, moving on. So yeah, the, oh, by the way, the Frank, Frank speech has all the seminars and you can watch all that. They have the plan of action. Uh, he actually, uh, filed an injunction on the machines all throughout the country and they've gotten, uh, Louisiana has been a big part of that too, Alpha, just so you're aware. Louisiana has been a huge, uh, he, he listened to Michael Liddell, took action got rid of the machine. They're getting rid of the machines. They're getting, all, they're doing all kinds of cool things. So, but that comes from the state legislatures. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Moving on. Let's talk about M- MTG, our favorite, uh, uh, Congresswoman from Georgia. She was she's swatted. A, she's a pistol, isn't she? She is. And, and she's a pistol smart enough not to bring it with her yes. in the middle of the night, the first night when she Normally, she says, and she was on the war room talking about her first experience, and I'll get to this in a second. She usually brings her gun with her to check out knocks in the night and bangs in the night, but something told her to leave it alone. She gets there, and there's a whole SWAT team ready to break the door down to come in, and uh, luckily, everyone had cool heads, and that no one came in shooting or you know 
anything like that because yeah. they were swatted. Then the second night, after being called, you know, and there was responsibility taken by the transphobes, or excuse me, the trans trans uh, transgender supporters telling Marjorie Taylor Greene that they don't approve of her protect the kids, uh, protect the children act that she's trying right. to bill that right. she's trying right. to get through Congress, which probably won't go anywhere. Cause so they're just going to resort to domestic terrorism too. That's right. So then the second night she gets swatted, oh, geez. but then this time they, they call, I think they just kind of banged on the door and said, yeah, it happened again. She then got on the war room again. And then tonight, if she gets it for the third night, she'll have pizza and wings for all the police officers when they come over. Perfect. The problem is, and here's the here's a real issue, and you're aware of these tactics a little bit more than I am. If they're coming in feeling that there's a, a shooting situation and people are being killed and actively, that makes it dangerous for the actual homeowner because there were people that there were about five or six people that were swatted in the same uh, fashion, and the it police come, you know, bearing down, and there could be, and then mistakes were made. People, people are shot in their own home. Yeah, we're trying it's to a bad deal. It. This is this is an act of uh, political terrorism, is what this is. And so I it, think it's, it's unacceptable. I think uh, MTG is going to find out who this is, and yes. she's going to go after him. So there you have it. Well, right? I think that the Georgia Bureau of Investigation should be involved, and they should handle it too. So, and I think they probably will. Mm-hmm. I know some of the GBI guys there. All right. Okay. All so, right. Moving on, let me tell you a little bit about what I did the weekend after. What well, was the ah, weekend? You're missing something there. What's that? Oh, we already talked about President Trump gained 99% of Ah, money. we did. You're right. right. My bad. Sorry. But we'll just repeat it again because it sounds so good, doesn't it? Yes. President Trump got 99% endorsements over the yeah. over the primary line. Let's get him Don't over the Don't tell me he doesn't line. have juice. Hey, I, I wish I had his endorsement. I'd work for tell him in a heartbeat. Tell me about it. Anyway, moving <laughs> So I, I spent some time with my, I, I got to meet the candidates that are running in my area, uh, my Congress uh, candidate uh, uh, for uh, New York, upstate New York. Uh, she's running along with, she's supported by Stefanik, Elise Stefanik, who is the Republican chair leader. Um, we also have uh, Joe Pinion. I got to meet, he's running against uh, Senator Schumer. And uh, I'm very confident that if he can get the message out and we can support him, Schumer can go home. Although I'm very optimistic. <laughs> I think I'm more optimistic than you are ever, always, Alpha. Since we we're kids, I think I'm more optimistic than you. Oh, look. But I like this I, guy. He's, he really is a great speaker, and he's got his values down. And Great. I, I'm, I'm voting for him, but I want everyone else to vote for him too. I, I think that's wonderful, and I and I appreciate your optimism. Yeah. However, however, <laughs> I think we both know what's going to happen there. Well, if if the if it's true about those voter rolls and they have hidden numbers to draw upon to make sure that Democrats win, uh, if they no can stop that, what's that? There's no way to win for a Republican in New York, really. Well. I know one can only hope, but New York City, yeah, we'll we'll get to that part in a minute because there's <laughs> someone yeah. got very happy about. Well, while I was there meeting the candidates, they had this uh, what looks like an attraction you would find at the carnivals, right? <laughs> it was a hatchet throwing 
uh, you know, there's a big block of wood and targets. And it's like, you know, yeah. darts on steroids because you're throwing hatchets. So what you're telling me is the blind, the blind mouse found the cheese? Oh, did I ever. I, I got down to, uh, I was with my uh, friend, fellow fellow colleague, uh, medical worker there. Um, he and he uh, challenged me, and he, he has military background. We call him. We call him Doc Hotel. That's his name, Doc Hotel. And, uh, well, what did I do? I beat him. <laughs> and the blind man <laughs> gets it in once in a while. Um, I uh, had to go to a tie break with him, too, and I hit that little blue dot in the upper left corner right on. The guy was uh, shocked. I said, that's ah, beginner's luck. Congratulations. Thank you. That was a lot of fun, but that's, uh, you know, the good news of the day. Yep. Uh, let me take the next one here. Sure, you, you people in New York, if you're if you're listening, listen hard. Got a candidate running for uh, state senate in in the Bronx, just a full blown little socialist, right? And she's not going to sleep until everybody's a socialist there. So <sighs> I don't know what to tell you. New York is a lost cause. It just you're you're free to believe whatever you want to believe, but you know this this whole socialist notion. And and she's she's out there the little foot soldier for the for the commies, uh, you know it's great great for her good for her you know you went out you got yourself elected just remember the useful idiots are the first one sacrificed for the cause mm. so I wish you all the best uh, she'll do nothing for the state of New York except cause you misery and despair and to um, raise our taxes and, and raise your taxes and spend more money that she doesn't have uh, you know other people's money is great until it's gone and Ugh. we're we're not in a place right now where we have really any money to uh, uh, to go around. So that's yeah, very interesting. Well, we all talked a little bit about, you know, there was a very consequential uh, Supreme Court case, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, uh, that was ruled in favor of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association by a, a good majority. Uh, Clarence Thomas wrote the opinion. Basically what it boils down to is the Second Amendment is a codified uh, God-given right under the Constitution and basically, that's it. Full stop. Supposedly. Uh, well, full stop. Uh, it's it's a guaranteed right. Uh, you can't restrict it, and you have to issue carry permits. Uh, you know, stop, stop with the nonsense and quit playing games. Uh, recently, a judge in New York, uh, Hochul, had uh, an act of defiance against that, and she doubled down and redid all the requirements for people to get carry permits and essentially just made it an impossible bar to jump over. Uh, state Supreme Court judge uh, issued a permanent injunction against the governor. Yay! The Wait, we got to get it. And, and I know who that state Supreme Court judge is. Yeah. He's actually out of the Syracuse area. Wow. Uh, and I know who he is. Uh-huh. And we knew that was going to happen before it happened for mm. reasons. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, well, it looks like she's going to have to comply, but they're not going to. I got the new New York state requirements for pistol permit issuance uh, because the state police are in charge of that. There's still a training requirement and a few other things. Okay, got it. Good. Uh, meanwhile, back in California, they're subject to the same Supreme Court ruling. They're in open and active defiance of the rulings uh, with carry permits, uh, with assault weapons ban, magazine capacity limits, uh, magazine bans, ammo bans, you name it. They've done everything that they can do to limit uh, a constitutional right. Um, it's all getting kicked down to a lower court. Uh, from The Supreme Court rejected it, kicked it back to the lower court, 
lower court was the Ninth Circuit was instructed to rule on history and tradition instead of the two-step process. So you're going to see you're going to see those bans all fall as well. Do you think California is still going to be obstinate and not allow it to go through? Or I mean, well, they can, but they're just going to keep getting sued, and they're going to take the cases very quickly, and they're just going to have to submit. They're just going to have to get it over with and just go and stop it already. Hmm. Uh, this this really is a very interesting topic because the Bruin decision was far more consequential. Hmm. Than, than anybody's willing to believe because there's a little organization called the ATF. Mm-hmm. And the ATF issues advisories and rulings and, and rules and regulations. And those rules and rulings and regulations amount to enforceable laws that carry, you know, fines, jail time, and they can use deadly force to enforce them. So they're laws. Mm-hmm. They're, making laws from, Supreme Court case. they're making laws from a What's bureaucracy that? point of view, right? That's correct. Okay. Not codified by Congress. Mm-hmm. They're, they're acting far beyond their charter, mm-hmm. uh, which was also decided, we've talked about this before in the uh, EPA case, mm-hmm. where the EPA cannot make law enforceable law from bureaucracy. Which they're still doing. So you have a very similar situation, which they're kind of still doing, but that's all going to get sorted out. Too. Oh, wait. By the way, just as an insert, that the Congress did in this latest uh inflation increase uh, bill, whatever they're calling it now, they gave the powers back to the Department of uh, Environmental Agency the ability to make laws and and enforce it the way they want to. And they're using it, you know, just like the IRS. So it's not going to work. It's going to get challenged. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you, if you make a law repugnant to the constitution, it's null and void. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar to a lot of things that are going on. So what's going to happen? There's a couple of things out there in the world, everybody. There's the National Firearms Act was 1932. It was to stop the gangsters and and whatever. It's the NFA. The NFA list is like your uh, machine guns, your short-barreled rifles, short-barreled shotguns, AOWs, any other weapons, and a bunch of things that are regulated. You can own them owning a tax stamp. You have to pay a tax to the government to go ahead and get them registered and get approved through the ATF on the NFA register to go ahead and get these items. There was a machine gun ban pre-86, and it's just a big mess. That's all going to go away. Mm. It All of that stuff will eventually fall to the Bruin decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be really, really interesting. Magazine capacity bans, ammunition bans, all of that. It's all unconstitutional. Bruin mm. was absolutely landmark. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't think it was, I mean, it was nice to get the permits through, but now that we can, you know, own the, you know, the, the, uh, tools that we need to defend ourselves, I'm very happy about that. All guns and common, all guns and weapons in common usage. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, tyrants. You don't M16? get a monopoly on. Uzi's? You don't get a monopoly anymore. <laughs> so. All right. Miralago. Ah, Miralago. Well, I wow. Think, uh, Let me tell you, the, uh, the raid <laughs> that, that we're not supposed to yes. call it a raid has yes. boomeranged right into the DOJ's and FBI's lap and right into their head. Now, They've been weaseling their way onto the, the news shows and trying to prove that we had everything, that we have the, the reason to do it under the presidential uh, paperwork at whatever nonsense, uh, the uh, archives. Nope. Eh, 
Sorry, we're calling BS. They did not have any standing whatsoever to be going nope. in there like that. Now, the question uh, is, Alpha, we're going to ask it to our audience, what were they really doing? Are they trying to, can, you know, are they looking for something? Or are they trying to find, like, a mouse trap? I don't know what they're doing. What do you think they're doing there, Alpha? Uh, I think they were trying to cover up for Barack Obama. Yes, they were. That is correct. No one wants to see Barack Hussein Obama get jammed up for having classified information on his personal devices and trying to avoid accounting for all that information by just saying, I'm going to put it on my own email. I don't want you, I don't care. Hillary just was doing the same thing, but she was really not so smart by putting a big open server to all kinds of hackers in her bathroom in well. New York City. Well, I really, I really think that uh, I really think that uh, they're trying to. I think Trump probably somewhere has the goods that Hillary was pipelining information back and forth in an unsecured manner to the president of the United States mm. using unsecured email. I think that he really has that, and I think those are the goods that they're trying to protect. It would wrap Obama up in a huge scandal because he lied, uh, and it would wrap Hillary up in an Espionage Act charge mm. if so, we had a real DOJ, right? So here's, here's she can't declassify anything. That's what I was about to say. Now, President Trump, being the president of the United States and a former president, anything. he can say wave his magic wand, just like Harry Potter does, and poof, those are not declassified anymore. It doesn't matter if it has classified written on them, a little C in the matter. corner. He can have them. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter what it's marked. All he has to do before he left office is just take it with him, and it's just going to be assumed that it's declassified. Right. Because all he has to do is say, all those boxes, declassified, those are mine and they're declassified. Yep, done. And there was case law in 1988 when right. Clinton had a, some kind of uh, video, uh, some kind of audio tapes in his sock drawer uh, that he wanted to keep private, and he was he won a, co- a court case saying those are mine. You know, can't have them. Tough. Well, and they were ruled that presidents have the you know they have the uh, the authority the authority to declassify anything that they deem and, and their work product is not the product of the United States. It's theirs. Well, too bad. So sad that, you know, the DOJ and the FBI are now having, uh, at the end of, uh, a bunch of investigations come after the, uh, midterms. That's why it's very important. You get out there and vote. Should be really interesting. Should the Republicans take control of both sides, the Senate and the uh, house, and the true blue America first candidates win, not your rhinos. Oh boy. Right. So let me, let me ask you a question. I know that we've, we've run through the list of quick hits. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Kamala Harris lately? Uh, I haven't even seen Joe Biden a lot lately either. <laughs> They're both he's, in he's, hiding. He's at a rally tonight that was actually fairly well attended. Really? Um, uh, Yeah. Did he stammer on any words? I didn't. Even I didn't watch. I can't stand to watch that man. Yeah, I know. Well, where is she? Uh, where? That's a good question. I don't know where she is. I don't think she knows where she is. Ah, okay. Well, we'll we'll look for her and we'll talk to you about her the next show and figure out what she's doing. Um, right. So we got to move along here. Moving we along. Gotta, here we go. Moving along. You know, uh, the first block of the program, you know, we, we talked a lot in the uh, 
first season because it was very relevant about COVID-19 and some of the, the circumstances surrounding that. There's there's a lot going on with that that not a lot of people are paying a lot of attention to right now. Gee, I wonder why. Hmm. Uh, and uh, Bravo here is he's got a bee in his bonnet about a bunch of things. And, <laughs> well, and, let, let well, me. And I don't blame you. Well, being part of the medical per- profession as as a as a uh, medical provider and giving healthcare to people and, and studying for as long as I have and doing all the things I've done and the situations I've been in, I'm, I'm afraid that I have to call out the medical establishment that criticizes people like myself, people like, um, other, other physicians, other providers, PAs, nurse practitioners that really say to themselves, is this really worth it? Is this, are we doing the right thing? Is there a better way to do it? And if you didn't get behind the narrative and you didn't follow the the beat of the drum, which I'd like to kind of go off on my own beat of my own drum sometimes, you know that, Alpha, I would be, you know, you lose your license, you can't really say anything. This is really a, a big issue. So all of a sudden, as we've been saying this for the past year and this being our 100th show, uh, there's a big, big mile mark for us, right? Right, Alpha? There we, um, yeah. We've been saying that the COVID shots is not really, it's not working well. Why aren't we trying medications like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine? Well, once you know it, the Democrats all of a sudden are uh, changing their tune when it comes to uh, how thing, how the the vaccines worked. And I'm not calling it a vaccine; it's a drug or the death jab, as some people are calling it. And they're, they're recanting all the things that happened. They said, we handled it wrong and we didn't do it right. You even have the director of the CDC who comes out and says, we'll do it better next time. So that's, yeah. that's another story with communists and how they handle things. But Peter Navarro, who's a PhD and he's an economist, who was part of the response team, and uh, Dr. Stephen Hatfill, who were advisors uh, to President Trump, uh, they were they were coming up with a plan to use hydroxychloroquine. And we m- remember, uh, Alpha, when President Trump brought out hydroxychloroquine as a possibility as a treatment for COVID, and he was uh, um, basically admonished by the entire press <laughs> saying, no, well, no, and, no. And anybody that mentioned it, you know, got canceled. Right. So I want to play this uh, this little video here for you from... Uh, there was a war room interview and Dr. Hatfield really goes, hits the nail on the head as to what's going on here. So just hang tight. Um, and Alpha, I'll let you know when it's done. The studies that were being done uh, initially were the late, late phase studies because it was a clinical trial and that was the condition. You had to try it on hospitalized patients. Doctors were free to prescribe it at the time but as an off-label medication. And they were prescribing it, and it was working. I think we've started to see a plateau in New York City of uh, the cases. This was early outpatient treatment, not hospital. Patients get sick, they would go see their doctor. You'd write a script for hydroxychloroquine. They would go home. They would take it. They'd get better in, in a few days' time. They wouldn't progress to this more lethal second stage 
of, of the COVID-19 disease. Uh, the FDA never, ever realized or never acknowledged that COVID-19 was a two-step process. The early process, when it's in your upper airway, and the later process when it's systemic and you start abnormal blood clotting, your lungs become infected, and it spins up your immune system to the point where your own body starts to kill you. Uh, they never once made the delineation. Okay. So there, there you have Dr. Hatfield, who is talking about how the, there was two stages of COVID. <laughs> sound familiar, Alpha? I mean, I sound like I'm on a broken record here. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two stages of, of COVID. One was the upper airway and the lower airway. When you got mm-hmm. to the lower airway, your own body then killed you because of the inflammation process. That's yes. really the easiest way to, to put this. So hydroxychloroquine, along with vitamin D and zinc, was a very effective treatment. And Dr. Halfield then goes through and says, if it wasn't for, if they had this and we, were, we instituted this, what do you think would happen, Alpha? What, what, what happens if you have an effective treatment? Well, uh, if you have it a treatment, that means that people would have to be sick to take it. So they're building natural antibodies and immunity, yet at the same time, the treatment is fighting off the virus that could potentially kill them keeping this down to a dull roar, you would reach herd immunity with a relative degree of safety amongst your population. How's that? Yes, and the emergency use authorization, which Dr. Fauci was uh, pushing. Uh-huh. Uh, wouldn't have been necessary. Wouldn't have been necessary. So That's right. Remember all the providers that, and my fellow friends who wanted to prescribe this and still did anyway. It's like if you go back to the way Nazi Germany was and you didn't follow the line, you were then admonished and you were thrown into the concentration camps. You get your, Nowadays, you get your license taken away, you get fired from your job, and you have owned, the physicians that know better were pushing these vaccines that turned out to be harmful. Now, Fauci is denying and advocating for the for the lockdowns too but what's that hey hold on a second yeah hold on a second when your physician writes you a prescription Mm -hmm. and you take it to the pharmacy Mm -hmm. is it the pharmacist's job to say i refuse to dispense that medication they can if they have a religious uh you know they they don't want to do it because of like abortion pills or something like that but fair yeah but we're not talking about that we're talking about a relatively harmless medication with an excellent track record that's in common usage around the world that's been dosed billions of times. Mm -hmm. If a pharmacist refuses to fill it, is that because of medical science or because of politics? Uh, It's because of politics. There you go. So there were pharmacists out there that were refusing to fill prescriptions. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And I I know personally. all lose their licenses. They should, but they're not going to. Yeah, maybe they will. Who knows? But anyway, so Fauci is now retiring, which we have to give him a round of applause for getting the hell out of the NIAID. 
but uh, he's he was supposed to stick it out until the end of the term, right? Of uh, Biden, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, I wonder to? why he's leaving. And it's such a hurry before uh, the election, boy, boy. He he's gonna what? He's not going to show up for his uh, his uh, summons when he gets called in front of Senate. Uh, when don't you think Dr. Rand Paul has something to say to him? Well, I, I, would, <laughs> I would think that he should get the same treatment as uh, Steve Bannon. Oh, definitely. So does Megyn Kelly. Subpoena. That's right. Megyn Kelly says um, some other choice words. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe that came out of her mouth. I was very surprised. I was very proud of her for a minute there. Yes, indeed. But let's let's sum this all up right now, right now. Vaccine doesn't work. It's not safe. It's not effective. You and I have dug into the Pfizer data. Yeah. uh, And uh, Naomi Wolf is doing a lot more with it. Uh, we we wrote our paper. We did our exercise. We did our good for it. We gave it to the to the powers to be, and it got lost. However, sure. <laughs> you know we know it doesn't work. It and was a, it was a fun exercise in self education and and digging through all of that Pfizer data and dissecting it and doing predictive modeling and and our predictive modeling is uh, not too far off. Nope. Now here's the funny thing too. I had a friend of mine who I saw out and about and he just had a baby, seven weeks old, beautiful little girl, baby. Chloe, they they named her. So I said, he asked me, he said, do you think, uh, what do you think about this vaccine for her? I said, absolutely not. Don't even think about it. Yeah. It's a, it's a doodle. You can't undo. There's a lot of people out there who have gotten the vaccine, the MRNAs, uh, immediately drop dead. Some are having long-term health problems. Some people are, are, are regretting that they ever got it. Um, even listen to Dan Bongino, and I don't yep. blame him. You know, he, he made a decision, and that's that's it. Um, he made a decision under duress, you know. I mean, he was put in a position, wasn't he? He was, and I think a lot of people were also. They, they either take the shot or lose their job, take the shot and lose their military commission, take their shot and we'll, do... We'll- We'll talk about that in Block C. There's, yeah. there's something that happened today on that. But. Yep. But what I'm saying is with COVID and the way the medical profession acted during this, and instead now they're embracing health disparities because you're black versus white, and they, they're, they've lost their focus, and they've gone with that woke messaging, and I'm embarrassed, and I apologize to all the people out there that depend on their medical providers to do the right thing. And it's really sickening to me, but we still can change it. It's not too late. That's right. We're 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 on the edge, but we're not over it just yet. I think uh, as Americans, I think we're a little more resilient. We can fix this mess. Mm-hmm. We can fix the mess, but uh, we got to move on here a little bit All to right. the next block. Moving on. Go on. All right. So something else I wanted to bring up here. So, Doctor James Lindsay. He's an expert on everything Marxist and communist and World Economic Forum. Was on Tim Pool's uh, IR, uh, Timcast IRL. Uh, if you don't, if you don't see that, you should get it. What? Right after you're done listening to our program, mm-hmm. I would expect everybody in the audience to become really well versed and and go subscribe to Timcast IRL. Mm-hmm. 
Very, very, very interesting guests that he gets. Very interesting topics that he he they discuss. They get very in-depth. They do a long-form podcast in studio. They do two shows a day. Very valuable source, Tim Cast. Mm-hmm. But go on. I'm sorry and to interrupt. No, I was going to say, if, awesome. anyone, if anyone out there would like to send Tim Cast IRL, hey, Alvin Bravo should come on your show. Well, that'd be great. But anyway, but we're not big enough yet, I guess. Anyway, so what I liked about Dr. Jim James Lindsay and he wrote all kinds of books, and he's analyzed the woke culture. He's, on, he's analyzed all this stuff, and he really makes a lot of sense of this. But he calls out the Dems. He calls them out, and he says, you know, the Dems right now are rebranding communism into the woke ideology and what we see today. And I'll tell you, that really, that really kind of struck me as, holy cow, he's, he's right. Because they're trying to get communism to take over. Yes. Right. And here's another thing that Dr. James Lindsay brings brings up is that elitism is the driving force as to why communism must be constantly retried. So the elitists come out and they say, well, we didn't get it this time. We're going to try it again because they want to be different this time. Oh, it'll be different. It's like an abusive relationship, right? That's correct. That that's what communism is. Communism, it's just, just totalitarian abuse. Totalitarianism is a domestic abuse on a huge scale. We, the people, are being abused, and and there's nowhere else easy way to say it. So they keep retrying. They rebrand it. I mean, the transgenderism stuff is also a form of totalitarianism and and co opting language. Right, right, Alpha. They just want to take the language and they want to make it into their own. And if you don't comply, we'll yes. come get you. Right. That's right. They're just changing. They're just changing language. So, what it really comes down to, and what I what I took away from this discussion that they were having on TimCast IRL is that we are there. We are seeing a systemic destruction of the U.S. Constitution and our republic. Absolutely. So. They, and what are they doing? What are the elitists doing? They're just ignoring laws. They, they right. are, Laws and the rights that we have, not given by government, but given by God. That's right. Okay? So they run into Mar-a-Lago. They, they have the run of the place. I don't even know how big Mar-a-Lago is. It's like 50,000 square feet or something like that. So not only is there his office, but I'm sure I've never been there, but I'm sure it's very nice. But oh, sure. they had no right to be in the in the in the living areas of the Trumps. Okay. Well, Other examples. You have one here that uh, you may want to yeah. talk about. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about it. I mean, listen, when you're talking about you know elitists and totalitarian states and communists, it it, it occurs to me that when you look at those societies, those with the money always have the money. They always have the special privilege. They always have a different set of rules by which they live by. Uh, you know, look at the Bruin decision. You know, mm-hmm. people are just ignoring the, the Supreme Court. They're actively acting in defiance to deprive you of your rights. The people mm-hmm. that think that they know better. Okay. You've got the immigration debacle on the southern border. The, the president and the administration of Mayorkas, they have unilaterally ignored immigration laws. Hmm. 
They are allowing a flow of narcotics into this country that's that's killed 120,000 Americans this year. And counting. And counting. Every yeah. day people are dying from this crap. The debt cancellation debacle that we're about to face. You know, I I really hope the court gets in the way. The court's going to get overwhelmed. You know, Clower and Piven, here we come. Yeah. Overload yeah, the system. Absolutely. How many court cases can they have and get through the, the judges, right? Well, the debt cancellations, we're going to have to talk about that in another episode because mm-hmm. there's a lot to that I'd like to get into. But mm-hmm. that's that's exactly that's exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, special rules for special people. We're going to do special favors. That's communism. That's right. That's not equal application or protection under the law. That violates the fundamental tenets of our society and our republic. So that's what they're doing. Mm. They're just trying to take away your freedoms. And and it's like a frog in a pot of water, right? Yeah. Keep turning up the heat slowly. Yeah, you don't, you don't feel know it at it. first. You're like, hey, this is kind of nice. It's really warm. Hey, man, it's really hot in here. And Holy you're crap, I'm dead. Yeah. So everyone... Why, again, is it important to go vote on November 8th? Because we need to stop it. Because you got, like, the little clown in the Bronx who's a socialist, and they want to take over, and these people are actually believe they believe this crap. But they're elitists that believe That's that right. they're entitled, and they know better than all of us. That's right. And we because always they're said, smarter. Yep. They'll do, they'll do communism better than the, the, the Russians did. And I... and. Myself and you, Alpha, said at the beginning of this broadcast when we started it, almost coming on two years ago, wow, almost two years ago, that we do not force our values on other people. We let you decide. No, and we're not going to really pick on you for your views. You're you're entitled to your views, and we can have a respectful debate. Exactly. Right. But, But what they're doing is they're taking away the debate because they don't, they don't have any really good ideas. <laughs> they're just going to try to recycle Marxism and communism again. They're just going to—they're going to do it better. They're going to do it communism better than it was done before. And I'm here to stop them from getting it even started. Absolutely. All they right. Need to stop their maniacs. Okay, the block—the last block of the program before we wrap things up. You know, there's—we—we've been talking for a long time about you know all of the restrictions that were put in place over COVID and the ridiculousness and. The, the mandates that were put down and the and the coercion in the medical field and co- political coercion. We're going to threaten you with your job and we're going to do this and we're going to close your business and all of this other crap that has happened that is yet to really face the reckoning, mm. right? So yeah. this title, you know, I put we put titles on the blocks of the programs. I put Block C, The Reckoning. Ladies and gentlemen, does anybody remember when the D.C. City Council and Muriel Bowser, who's the mayor of D.C., told her fire department, either you get the fire and police and all the employees of D.C., uh, all the municipal employees, you either get the vaccination or you're fired. Mm. Remember that? Oh, I remember. And a lot of uh, people were not too happy about it, I could tell you. D.C. Circuit Court Justice Judge Ross. Hmm. They came with a decision today. There's an article posted just hours ago from WUSA 9. The link will be in the show notes. His ruling was a devastating ruling mm-hmm. against the District of Columbia. Ha ha, Bowser. 
Justice Ross, Judge Ross says, Bowser lacked authority to impose the vaccine mandate through emergency executive orders. Mm. Quote, a vaccine mandate is not an everyday exercise of power, end quote. The court documents read, quote, it is instead a significant encroachment into the life and health of an employee, end quote. Oh, boy. Wow. Further, the judge went on to say, you will eradicate disciplinary records. You will rehire. You will reimburse. You will make these employees that you let go whole again financially. Mm. Wow. What does that tell you for every other municipality, federal government agency, company, private company in the country that forced their employees to get vaccinated? This is now going to be the standard of how this went. Does this trickle around the whole country? It's going to have to, don't you think? Uh, I'm not I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know how this works in terms of... I'm not a lawyer either, but I can tell you that... This, this is, a, is a D.C. Circuit Court judge. D.C. Circuit Court judge. Yep. Is it a federal? Is it part of the federal system? I believe system? this was a federal court judge. Oh, well, then precedent is being established. D.C. Superior Court judge. Oh, D.C. Superior Court. So, yeah. Mor- Judge Maurice Ross. I. Hey, anyone out there who's a, an attorney that can answer our question, give us a shout out, uh, SIG50 podcast at protonmail.com or just get us on one of our getter feeds please let us know what the rule is on this uh i think dc circuit's different than federal but i'm not a lawyer so but Uh, but this this decision since it was ruled upon if it's part of the federal system or someone else could bring a lawsuit in the federal system it doesn't matter or is it i don't know if it applies to the rest it doesn't matter it was an unlawful ruling it was an unlawful order i mean he ruled that it's it's unlawful. So this this opens the door, right? Yeah. You know, in short, the Fraternal Order of Police they put out a statement, mm. uh, a press release from the D.C. Police Union. Judge Maurice Ross has issued an order ruling that Bowser's COVID nineteen mandate, which applies to all D.C. employees, is illegal. Wow! Holy cow! So, all right. So there's some things we need to talk about here, mm. right? What are the implications of this? Well, so now, first of all, you have the impacts from being taken out of your job. You know, are these people even able to, you know, did they lose their house? Did they lose their, their, their credit ratings? Did they lose their health? I mean, what, there's so many impacts, the long-term effects. If you were vaccine injured, they're going to be responsible for that. Uh, if you were, if you could show that you were uh, put into destitution, I mean, they, they're going to owe a lot of money. And how many yes. firefighters are in DC and police officers that lost a their lot. jobs? A lot. Then on top of that, you have the BLM nonsense with the, uh, defund the police crap. Yep. Wow. Well, the, the ruling says that they have to make the employee whole. They have to make them whole. They have to rehire them. They have mm. to pay all back wages, all back benefits, all retirement benefits that were lost, all health care benefits, all of it. Wow. Holy cow. And damages. 
because the, the, they did something illegal. Yes. So there's, there's a penalty here to be paid. I'm sure that the mayor's office is going to appeal this, but I'm not so sure that that's going to go well. Do you? Again, where do they I have to appeal it, it? I don't know where they can appeal it if it's a D.C. Well, I'm circuit. sure they can appeal it. Oh, it goes to the Superior federal court. I, I think they can appeal it. I think anything can be appealed. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't really know how these things work. It just, this is a huge deal that nobody's paying attention to. Holy cow. Yeah, um, holy cow. What, what, you know, what, what's the financial impact going to be? Um. Well, like I was saying, well, hold on one second. While you while you answer that question, I'm going to look it up right now. It's DC. It was a DC District Court. Is that what it was? DC what Superior it? Court. So I'm I'm right now. I'm looking in a DuckDuckGo search about DC uh, Circuit Court, part of federal. So the. Again, you, I mean, there's a lot of money that's going to be paid out. And uh, huh. uh, Congress, is st- oh, this is this is part of the District of Columbia, which is under federal. It's part of the federal system. It is the trial court of general jurisdiction for DT- D.C. established by Congress in 1970. Hmm. <laughs> oh boy! It's not a federal court. Oh no! Oh, district. So the District of Columbia is its own separate thing. So it doesn't. Yes. It's not part of the. It doesn't make any difference. All right. It's a trial court. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't make a difference. This is a this is a pretty monumental decision by, in an area with judges that are not necessarily conservative. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked at it and he, he said, this is illegal. Wow. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. You did not have the authority to make a health care decision for your employees by executive order. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Right. So this should get really interesting, shouldn't it? it yeah. And we'll keep an eye out for it and see what happens. I mean, they're going to, of course, appeal it. But, you know, it's like, you know, think of it this way. The mesothelioma, you know, like how people were injured by asbestos and from yeah. I think that's going on 20, 30 years now or something oh, sure. like that. Sure. This is the same type thing. And can you, can you see the commercials now? These attorney groups that are going to make their, you know, their whole practices on, were you injured by the vaccine? Did you have to get a COVID shot to keep your job? Did you get thrown out on your rear end because you had to take the shot or you would, that's you know, right. not want that's it. Right. And come find us at 1-800. We get them. And how? You know. Yeah, do we cheat them and how? Yeah, call one eight hundred. Do we cheat them and how? Yeah, I get it. You know, we talked about this a long time ago. Um, if this vaccine turned out to go sideways for everybody and it breaks bad, mm. you know, what are those legal implications? You know, they signed. Uh, you know, the Patriot Act provides some protection for the vaccine manufacturers. They were indemnified, which was another big red flag. You shouldn't have taken the damn thing. Right. Number one. Uh, but number again, two, a lot of us had no choice. You know. Well, yeah, so, and and I said a long time ago, I can remember early on in one of the episodes, I said, it kind of gives you relief in the fact that you're being forced to do so at the point of a gun and coerced by somebody with a mandate who really shouldn't be able to do that, so that liability falls to them. Mm. This is going to be bad. 
Yeah. This is so be- if I were if I were Mariel Bowser in the DC City Council, I would settle out real quick on that. Mm-hmm. I'd just settle it out real quick, make everybody that was damaged a one-time offer and get it done with. Yeah. Or otherwise that it could really be bad news. Right. But this, this opens the door for it. This allows it to. Oh yeah. Right. No one's talking about it. No, because it goes against the narrative. Vaccines are great. Fauci's trying to go out on a high note. I think it should be run out on a rail on a high note, like a gallow. As DeSantis said, somebody should pitch that dwarf across the Potomac. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you get a chance to go see the Top Gov video for uh, for uh, Governor DeSantis, you should. That is very All funny right. stuff. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's going to do it for the Signal Fifty podcast for today. Episode one hundred, huh? Isn't that something? Yeah, episode one hundred. That's crazy. Wow gone through a lot we've uh, grown a lot our audience has grown too yeah can't say how much we appreciate it how much uh, we've enjoyed having our conversations and sharing them with you so a lot of fun it is well one, thank one, you everybody for listening to us we'd like to thank our soldiers sailors and airmen for protecting us 24 7 365 police fire and ems folks that are out there you be careful we really appreciate what you do we're on the same team same team so we'll be thinking about you and uh everybody get out there and enjoy the last couple weeks of summer and uh it's not so hot (laughs) speak for yourself there junior (laughs) oh and by the way don't forget about banners for freedom bannersforfreedom.com that's our affiliate that we love to uh work with they get the message out based on your donations and it's a really great organization bannersforfreedom.com if you go to signal50.com you can find the link and go right to them they do some great work so big shout out to to uh, the big owner over there so anyway this is our 100th show we'll look forward to bring you 101 and other things for you to think about and make up your own mind from two long lifelong friends who love talking about current events and getting that hard truth out Thanks for listening. Find us on our Getter pages, True Social, and everywhere else. Let's hear Thanks from a lot, you, everybody. Night.